Thursday edition. Welcome in, everybody. As always, hour number one presented to you by our friends at Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. You need that uh, AC tuned up, looked at, need a little work done there. They'll get it taken care of for you. Same thing in the winter with your furnace. Whatever you need, heating and air-wise, Lasher Home Comfort Systems will get you taken care of. 405-579-3113. We are here in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios. Normally, we'd be out at Cavens Group, but... Uh, they are vacationing this week, Gary and uh, company, so we will be back out there next Thursday. But you know what they do? Emergency services, cleanup services, mold investigation, structural fire, wildfire investigation and testing. They do uh, water testing for pollutants now, everything, mold removal, emergency water extraction, structural drying, all of that stuff. They'll get it done for you. Free roof inspections all over the state of Oklahoma as well. The number in OKC, 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612. We'll be back at Cavens again uh, with our regular routine on Thursday. Parker, how we doing? Everything good? Well, Josh Heupel's on my TV screen, so that's something. Yes, he is. Don't know uh, how I quite feel about that. I'm sure that he will be asked about Oklahoma and Texas and whether they're ready for the SEC. It'll be interesting to see how he answers that question. I think um, with Josh, we all know there's been some bad blood there. He didn't feel like he got a fair shake when he got let go. But uh, you have seen him at some other uh, activities, you know, with uh, his former Sooner teammates, College Football Hall of Fame, some of that stuff. And maybe that situation is getting smoothed over. But it will be interesting to see, number one, if he's asked. I still think he will be asked. And number two, how he answers that question. Uh, Shane Beamer was asked that question today. I always think it's funny when a reporter asks a question like, to the effect of, like, a question with only one obvious answer. Yeah. You know, yeah. is Oklahoma for, ready for the SEC? I, I Just once, I want – and it would never no. be Shane Beamer, but I want somebody no. to be like, nah, they're going to get it handed to him, man. Yeah, one time. It's like, how do you feel about your recruiting class, you know? Well, well we, these we guys kind of suck, but yeah. we couldn't do any better, so. Shane Beamer uh, was asked again earlier today. This will be our ortho-central clip of the day to get started today. Former Sooner assistant. Everybody loves Shane Beamer at Oklahoma. He's done a pretty good job at South Carolina as well. Here's what Shane Beamer had to say when he was asked, uh, hey, is uh, Oklahoma ready for the SEC? They're certainly ready. You know, you guys know more about the ins and outs of their program right now, but this is a team that prior to last season had our, what had won five straight conference championships in the Big 12 going into 2021. And then in 2021, they won, I think, what, 10 games, 11 games, something like that. So they had a heck of a season in 21 uh, with Lincoln. So they're not very far off, that's for sure. Um, certainly, this league is, is, uh, is different. The line of scrimmages are, are different beyond the field, just the, the stadiums. And when I was talking about an opening statement, just about this league, it's one thing I love about this conference, just the stadiums that you get to go into every single Saturday. Saw a stat the other day where it's, you know, I think the SEC led the country in average attendance per game, and it wasn't even close compared to the rest of the conferences. So realizing that every single Saturday you're going into a stadium that's got 70, 80, 90, 100,000 fans in it, is uh, that'll be different, you know, for those teams coming in. But certainly feel like they're ready. They've uh, great tradition at that place and, um, and um, you know, excited about going back to Norman in 2024. we got a lot of football to play before then. But they uh, that's a proud program with great leaders from under Joe Castiglione and excited about having uh, OU in Texas in this awesome conference. 
There you go, Shane Beamer, our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, now that Tri City location. They serve the uh, good folks over in Newcastle, Tuttle and Blanchard. Ortho Central, they are unbelievable. They're the very best at treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. We've got another one for you. This was uh, Mark Stoops, who's done a really tremendous job at the University of Kentucky, clearly a basketball school, but guess what, man? He's made football more than relevant at UK with the Wildcats. He also was asking an interesting question, and I love how he's like, really? Come on, man. Really? All right. Mark Stoops was asked what advice he would give Brent Venables after a tough first year. I don't need to give them advice. I don't want that soundbite out there. Um, that I, I'm a little wiser than that after 11 years. So um, I don't think I need that narrative in the Daily Oklahoman tomorrow. So uh, Brent knows what he's doing. That program knows what he's doing, and they will figure it out. And it's a long ways off till we play him. But I have a lot of confidence in uh, Brent and, and that program. There you go. Dang, Mark. <laughs> basically, in the Mark first, did not want to go to war with know, OU Twitter. He basically, in the first five seconds, said, what do you think I am, a dumbass? Come on, man. Well answered by Mark Stoops right there. I love that. All the Stoops are cut from the exact same cloth. I know, man. They're you know, they're I, not dealing with any nonsense. They they don't, man. It's a no-nonsense approach. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. They will call BSBS is what they'll do. And, and he did that in a very uh, diplomatic way there. But I thought that was well answered by Mark Stoops. Okay, uh, let's talk about what's happening right now. The Sooners got some good news again on Monday with the uh, commitment of four-star wide receiver, the speedster Zion Raggins from the state of Georgia. And uh, let's talk a little bit, though, about what's happening tomorrow. Will Sooner fans be happy about 23 hours from now? Will Taylor Tatum be in the fold for Oklahoma? For my money, yes. Taylor Tatum will be in the fold for Oklahoma. You know, I can always tell when you're a little bit apprehensive about a certain situation. You really haven't wavered much on this over the last, I don't know, couple weeks maybe, No, there's days. no reason to. There's no reason to waver. If he had gone and visited USC again, well, I guess he wouldn't have had the opportunity to unless it was at the very end of June. But if he'd gone and taken another trip to USC, then maybe the Trojans would have had the chance to stem the tide after – Oklahoma got him on campus for the Champion Barbecue June 16th through the 18th and made a very, very strong two-sport pitch the kid between DeMarco Murray and Skip Johnson. But as things stand right now, Steely, I, there, there's no real doubt in my mind that Taylor Tatum's going to be a Sooner tomorrow. So Taylor Tatum will become the number one uh, recruit in the Oklahoma class when he commits tomorrow at 11 a.m. It'll probably – we'll have it by by 11.15. You know, we always have a party, a Friday party out at Riverwind Casino, but this one could be extra special. A Taylor Tatum Friday, big time. Then you got Collective Soul in concert. Maybe maybe Taylor Tatum can come to Norman and get on stage with Collective Soul or something. Probably not his kind of music, but you know what I'm saying. So anyway, it's going to be, uh, we think, a big day for Oklahoma tomorrow. And have you done, I don't know if you've done, somebody out there has done it that can help us out on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. When the Sooners get Taylor Tatum tomorrow, I'm trying to speak it into existence here. Where do you think they will land in the class rankings? Now, we all know the uh, different services have different approaches to that. But I think, uh, did you guys have Oklahoma, I believe, at 17 the last I saw? Would that get Oklahoma maybe up in the 12 range, somewhere that high, you think? 
I so what I know is that it, it it does depend on which service you follow, but I believe at that point Oklahoma would have a top twenty class across all recruiting services. So, and I I generally go by the industry composite, and so it. I haven't done the calculations, but I would imagine Oklahoma certainly cracks the top 15 and is probably knocking on the door of the top 10 if Taylor Tatum does pledge to Oklahoma tomorrow. And you got another decision coming Tuesday. OU or Texas for four-star offensive lineman B.J. Brooks out of California. There you go. And then uh, end of the month, Michael Patterson-McDonald, the uh, defensive back, of course. And then we still thinking it looks like a really good situation for uh, – uh, williams area again around August 1st. We think it's still tentatively August 1st. Yep. Now I hear that young man's going out to Oregon. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on there, man? Checking a box, Steely. Just checking a box. Checking the NIL box or what? <laughs> Hopefully it's nothing deeper than that. I mean, look, you, you, you go to Oregon on a visit. You know two things, right? That duck staff, they know how to make visits memorable. And additionally, they've got some of Phil Knight's money to throw around. So do you feel 100% secure in the whole Noinary situation with the knowledge that he's going to visit Oregon right before decision? No, I don't know if you feel 100% secure. But given the overall tenor of this recruitment for the last few months, it doesn't really seem like... like and here's the other way to look at it as well yeah for on the from the one standpoint you can look at it oh he's visiting Oregon right before the decision that's reason for apprehension or you can look at it as he's getting the Oregon visit out of the way before he decides so that he can commit to Oklahoma adhere to the no visit policy and not even entertain the idea of going up to Eugene and Autzen Stadium on September 23rd for an official visit the day that Oregon hosts Colorado so I know it seems kind of counterintuitive but I think from an Oklahoma perspective, that Oregon visit getting moved up is actually a good sign and bodes well for your chances with the kid. You know, the, the vision, though, that I have in my head, I don't know if you out there have the same vision, but uh, remember that halftime promotion like a lot of NBA games or professional sporting events where they put one of the fans they come get from out of the stands, and there's like this uh, – this, uh, it's almost like a phone booth where there's a bunch of cash in it. And they're just blowing the air throughout that uh, phone booth looking, uh, you know, contraption they have. And the fan's trying to grab as much cash as he can in like 60 seconds. That's what I picture happening with Will Winery going to Oregon. Is that a bad visual? Is it an accurate visual? I don't know. But, you know, we were talking about like ones and fives when we are talking about that promotion. We're talking about C-notes probably flying around. Maybe more. I don't know. Have you ever had anything bigger than a C-note in your wallet? Can't say that I have. Neither. Had a lot of ones in my life. I can't remember the last time I carried cash, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I know. Cash is so weird. Every time Shay will go, do you have any cash? No. What? What? Cash? No. 588 says, swear to God, if I got to watch Dan Lanning pretend he likes cigars again. I hear you. I hear you. All right, 405-651-3439. Let's take an opening timeout right here, and let's go right to the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line when we get back. 651-3439. 
Uh, Taylor Tatum again tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central Time is when the announcement's coming down. It is expected to be the University of Oklahoma, and Taylor Tatum would improve their uh, team rankings, obviously, and become the number one recruit in this class. Coming right back. All right, we are back. Good to have you with us. Thank you for being here. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios today. How's everybody doing? I hope you're having a great day. And I will tell you this, we will have sound from Josh Heupel coming up in the next segment, talking about his return trip to Norman coming up in the fall of 2024. So we'll have that uh, coming up in our next segment. We are uh, checking what's happening at the Open Championship. Everybody expected uh, Christo Lamprecht, the amateur from Georgia Tech, who did win the English Amateur not long ago, uh, to be the leader, right? And he's tied with Tommy Fleetwood. They're both at five under par. Some other scores uh, from today. Abe Answer, the Sooner, last I saw, was even par through 17. Alex Noren, former Oklahoma State Cowboy, along with former Oklahoma State Cowboy Wyndham Clark, who recently won the U.S. Open at uh, L.A. Country Club, both tied for sixth at three under par. Ricky Fowler finished one over today with a 72. Par is 71. Brooks Kepka minus one. Uh, Jordan Spieth finished at two under, Patrick Reed at one under, Scotty Scheffler at one under, uh, Cam Smith, the defending Open champion, uh, plus one. So he shot a 72 today. Taylor Gooch, disappointing round, 74 today for Taylor Gooch. Uh, again, Rory McIlroy was out there on the course. He, of course, won the uh, Scottish Open last week. Those two iron shots down the stretch were unbelievable by Rory. Last I saw, Rory was through. Uh, 11 holes at one over par. John Rahm at one over par through 12. And uh, Victor Hovland, of course, he's played so well in so many of these majors, hasn't broken through yet. But uh, the Norwegian Cowboy is even par through 12. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Hashtag Fire Wilbon. <laughs> Love it, Tyler from Kellyville. There you go, Tyler. Uh, from the 918, is Michael Patterson McDonald being recruited as a cornerback or a safety? Well, he's a natural safety. I would imagine that is the position that he plays at Oklahoma. Uh, that, he He's capable of playing cornerback, and I think, honestly, a lot kind of depends on what happens with the outcome of the Michael Boganowski recruitment. Uh, if they get Boganowski, I can see a world in which Patterson starts at cornerback at Oklahoma. But if they don't get Boganowski, then your two safeties in the class are Jaden Hardy and uh, and Michael Patterson-McDonald. So at that point, you're probably sticking him at safety for the sake of depth and also because that's where he just kind of naturally fits the best. Also a guy that I can see getting some action at Cheetah, too. If the Sooners are looking to go more of a true nickel than a cheetah. And we heard Brent mention in spring that Reggie Pearson and Peyton Bowen had been getting some looks at that cheetah position. I can see Michael being that same type of guy. A lot of versatility there. There you go. All right, 405-651-3439. Kenny Pomeyer, Chevrolet Text Line. we got a lot of text rolling in. Rob from Moore says, Williams Noineri seems so big on relationships. Does he even have any at Oregon? Not nearly as strong as he does at Oklahoma. I can tell you that much. The relationships at Oklahoma are and have been the strongest. Aaron in Tulsa just said, I just looked at the class calculator. OU will be ranked 16th on the 24-7 composite with a Taylor Tatum commitment. There you go. Okay, Aaron, now uh, do me a favor. Throw a Eugene Brooks commitment on top of that. See where that gets the Sooners. 
four-star offensive lineman from Chatsworth, California, is announcing his pledge next Tuesday. That's expected to be the Sooners. So Oklahoma on the verge of winning two Red River shootouts on the recruiting trail in the span of, what, 12 days at that point between Jaden Jackson and Eugene Brooks? That'll do. Yeah. So next Tuesday would be the 25th, I believe. Tuesday the 25th. Tuesday the 25th for B.J. Brooks. B.J. Brooks. Okay. B.J. Brooks O-line on the commitment list. There you go. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. And uh, Parker, who's faster, Zion Raggins or Anthony Evans from the 580? They're comparable. I mean, I I don't know whether I could confidently say one is faster than the other. Anthony Evans' track times were slightly better. I mean, we're talking hundredths of a second, but he was just a little bit faster than Zion Raggins as far as track. But – uh, I don't know that Raggins has gotten official track time since he was a freshman or sophomore. So if we get some updated numbers on him, uh, that might provide some more authoritative uh, intel on that question. A listener in the 405 says, did I miss something? Oregon is in the mix now. For williams Nuaneri, yes. I'd, would I say they're in the mix? Not nearly as much so as... Oklahoma and Missouri are. It's really those two programs that are battling it out in the stretch here. Oregon's going to get him on campus July 29th, shortly before decision. But I, I've mentioned this throughout the week from everybody I've talked to in Nuaneri's camp, that Oregon visit is nothing more than checking a box from what I have been told. So Sightseeing. Wants to see the yeah, Pacific Northwest. That's it, right? Exactly. A free trip. Well, I guess it's not a free trip, but a trip to the Pacific Northwest. I've never even been to the Pacific Northwest. Steely. Uh, that you consider San Francisco the Pacific Northwest? Not quite, right? No, absolutely not. Okay. No I mean, part of me wants to visit San Francisco at this point in time either. You know, the last time I was there, I was with our former mayor, Mick Cornett, and uh, we were calling Arena League football. And uh, I will tell you that the seafood was real and it was spectacular. Really good. You were in San Francisco calling Arena League football with the former mayor. Mm-hmm. Mick was a great road uh, travel buddy to have, man. This sounds like one of Barney Stinson's flim flams. <laughs> I did get him in on a freebie uh, to a couple of events, and uh, Mick said at one time, I think hanging around with Mike Steely, older reference lost on younger listeners, is like hanging around with Dennis the Menace. But I got him into an art show free, and I got him into the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame free. Just by smooth talking, these fools. I told them at the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto that Bitcoin was not a, he was the voice of the, you know, but he was a, the owner of the franchise. And we were told there would be free access to the Hockey Hall of Fame. They couldn't find any information. And, but I talked them into it. And Mick, Kind of like, oh, really? Are we doing this? And we got in free. Well, you are nothing if not a smooth talker. Thank you very much. You know what? I am a shyster. (laughs) That's what I am. You're putting yourself in the company of Clark (laughs) Stroud? (laughs) Well, I I was at least a shyster on a few occasions on our road trips. But if you can get in free and talk these fools into something, if they're that dumb, why not do it, right? 
save a little money. Okay, 405-651-3439. Mick Cornette is a real one, says one listener. Santa John says, we're also beating out Mule Shoe for players he wants, especially Brooks from California. It's amazing how easy it is to recruit California guys to USC, huh? We were talking about this, besides Tatum and now Brooks throwing uh, Brooks, uh, B.J. Brooks in that uh, same category. Really, there haven't been a many. Is that it? Real head-to-head, serious head-to-heads between Oklahoma and Southern Cal? I mean, Tatum's the first one that I can recall. I mean, USC offered Taylor Wine, I guess, but he was always going to Oklahoma. And that was right after, didn't they offer right after Oklahoma offered? Yes, they did. Like within an hour. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember last year there being an actual serious battle between OU and USC. Now, Muleshoe did try to flip Javante Barnes when he got to USC. Javante Barnes wasn't actually publicly committed to Oklahoma yet. That didn't happen until January, about six weeks after Muleshoe turned tail and ran. But Javante Barnes will freely acknowledge that he gave USC a hard look after Muleshoe went there, but in the end. DeMarco Murray was the reason he stayed faithful to his, at that time, silent pledge to Oklahoma. Well, yes, we need to keep winning every battle with them. There's no doubt about it. And, yes, I will say we when it comes to, uh, to Muleshoe. Oh, yes. Aaron Rodgers right now up on SportsCenter talking uh, at the uh, Jets facility. You like Aaron Rodgers? As a person? I love it. No, not really. Great quarterback. As a quarterback? I think he's the greatest of this era. He's been pretty good, pretty pretty good. But man, uh, is he still going out with that blue of October, or whatever that uh, witch witch's <laughs> name was? What's her name? Blue of something. Uh, blue October is a band, so maybe that's what I'm thinking. Blue of October. But uh, he's basically is he still going out with a witch? I I have no idea. That is a question for I don't know what's a popular tabloid. I don't even know the tabloid scene. That's a question for the Daily Mail. What was her name? Blue of something. But she's a witchy woman Blue. like the Eagles were singing about back in the day. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking I can't remember what her name is, though. Can you imagine Definitely bringing Blue. Blue of whatever she's from? Blue of October or whatever. Mom, this is Blue of October. Like you to meet my new girlfriend. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up right now. I'm going to find out what her name is. Aaron Rodgers Blue. Okay. This is what I'm searching on Google. I imagine blue of earth. Blue of earth. There you blue, go. <laughs> blue, blue of earth. What in the world? Blue of earth. That's right. Blue of earth. Maybe she was the Blair Witch in the Blair Witch Project. We just didn't know about. Who knows? Blue of earth. All right. We got a break I'm right here. Yes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, man. He's, he's out there, but he's still... It'll be interesting to see how he fares with the Jets. 405-651-3439. Thanks again to Last Year Home Comfort Systems. Normally, we'd be out at Cavens Group. We will be out there again next Thursday. Any any problem you have, you have an emergency, mold, water, fire, they'll get the work done for you. Ogova City, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Break time, Mike Steely, Parker Thune here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Going to hear from Josh Heupel here in one second. 
Riverwind Casino will be out there tomorrow. Can't wait to get out there and see the crew at Riverwind. Now nearly 3,000 electronic games. The Brandley, the brand new, Brandley, newly remodeled gaming floor looks spectacular out at Riverwind. They have the best electronic game selection. They have the table games you're looking for as well. Great poker room. Uh, two high-stakes areas. It is big-time off-track betting. New Member 7 promotion. You can earn up to $450 in one day. And uh, this Friday night, we'll have a great show at the Showplace Theater as Collective Soul will be on the Showplace Theater stage. It'll be a heck of a show coming up on Friday night. And then the next Friday, July 28th, it'll be Josh Turner on the Showplace Theater stage. Don't forget to get out there Friday and Saturday nights and uh, take advantage of the 60K double play and double winnings promotion. The preliminary drawings will be uh, both nights, Friday and Saturday, 7 p.m. to 11.30, Friday and Saturday evenings. They'll award a uh, patron, two patrons actually, every half hour with either $400 cash or $400 in bonus play. And then on Friday and Saturdays uh, as well, they will have the uh, grand prize drawings for two grand prize winning patrons just before midnight, and those two grand prize winners will be selected to receive $1,000 in cash or $1,000 in bonus play. So you've got the 60K double play and double winnings drawing happening again Friday nights uh, from 7 to 11.30 for the preliminary rounds, Friday and Saturday. Uh, and again, two award winners uh, every 30 minutes, and then just before midnight, two grand prize winners also Friday and Saturday evenings, and a great show on the Showplace Theater stage with Collective Soul uh, Friday night out at Riverwind Casino. Another reason why Riverwind is simply the best. Josh Heupel was one of the best when he was the Sooners quarterback back in the day. Heisman runner-up to Chris Winkie, who was like 39 years old. Torrance Marshall, we know, wasn't happy about that, but the Sooners got to Florida State. Uh, in the Orange Bowl, won the national championship, and Josh Heupel was one of the most important figures in the history of Oklahoma football in terms of resurrecting the program. Now, Josh Heupel, coming off a great year, has done a really good job so far at Tennessee. He was asked at SEC Media Days uh, moments ago about coming back to Norman in the fall of 2024. A lot of Oklahoma fans, they remember your time very fondly and have followed you along as you become a a head coach and watched your career. Um, and I know that relationship with, with OU is a little complicated, but what was it like seeing, you know, Oklahoma on the schedule uh, in, in 2024? Yeah, the, I mean, the, the relationship with Oklahoma really isn't complicated. I got nothing but great memories uh, of the people and, uh, you know, my time there. Um, I, I certainly do. And it's a huge, you know, I got a chance to talk about Mike Leach uh, a few minutes ago back in, uh, backstage and in, in, uh, in the interview and, you know, Everybody there helped shape who I am and, and where I'm at today and, and uh, still got a lot of great friends and teammates that live back there. So um, the opportunity to go back to Oklahoma, yeah, I wish they were coming to, to Knoxville first, but uh, uh, I say that jokingly, but um, looking forward to that opportunity. That's a long ways down the road, man, focused on 23, but uh, uh, that'll be a unique day in my career, obviously, to go back there. There you go. Josh Heupel talking about coming back to Norman in uh, 2024 as the Sooners will host the Volunteers in their first year in the SEC. Josh was also asked about being on the College Football Hall of Fame ballot this year and uh, answered that question this way. What has that been like? Yeah, they don't know enough about my playing career. Uh, day one in training camp, I'm going to make sure we put a couple highlights up there. Um, <laughs> The, uh, none of them of me running around either, by the way. Uh, nah, I just, uh, um, it's a great honor uh, to be looked at. Um, 
in that way um, to, uh, to be on the ballot, to, to be a, a potentially a part of the Hall of Fame. Um, a year ago, we got an opportunity to recognize uh, one of our teammates, Roy Williams, that got a chance to go win. Um, you know, special player, um, had such a huge impact on the game uh, and certainly what we did there at Oklahoma. Uh, those things only happen, though, because of the players uh, that I got an opportunity to be in the locker room with every single day. Forever grateful to, uh, to all of those guys, um, you know, everybody on the offensive side of all the five offensive linemen, but everybody on that team, it was uh, a special team. And, um, you know, it's uh, certainly made a huge impact in, in my life. Um, part of why I'm up here today, uh, to be honest, and so forever indebted to those guys and very appreciative, um, but humbled by that recognition as well. There you go. Josh Heupel, SEC Media Days. Uh, thanks to Tyler McComas for uh, cutting that audio for us. Appreciate that, Tyler. Um, doesn't sound bitter there. And again, no. you're not going to say, you know what, this is going to stay coming back, you know. <laughs> but I mean. Yeah, I'm pissed at Oklahoma. Legitimately. I'm ready to head in there and throw down on them. Now, but. Normally, you might detect a little bit of a hint, maybe, in some sound clips, even if you're trying to say the right thing. But it, it doesn't really sound better there. Maybe that stuff is all in the past, man. It's tough to get fired. I mean, I was fired one time. It was completely my fault because I called the uh, the owner of the station a minor league manager. Well, that, I, that'll do it. I learned uh, very quickly that you don't do that to the guy who signs the paycheck, at least not to them. Um, so... I learned very quickly, you know what? You can't lose your cool ever. Even though I was completely in the right at the time. At the time. But, again, he was the boss. I was the employee. So, kids, don't lose your cool. Uh, anyway, but it's tough, man. Can you imagine? And Bob Stoops, again, having to make, having to make that call. You know, it wasn't easy. And the quarterback play wasn't quite at the level it was later when the Sooners had an incredible succession of quarterbacks right in a row. So part of that is, uh, you know, you sometimes you go as your quarterback, level of quarterback play goes, right? And uh, Josh Heupel might still be at Oklahoma or moved on, you know, later to a head coaching job. Uh, probably wouldn't have had to take the route he took if he had had, you know, Baker the whole time or Kyler Murray or Jalen Hurts, right? I just think it's hilarious because Josh Heupel became the UCF head coach after Scott Frost took the Nebraska job, right? Right. After everybody like just, hailed Scott Frost as well, this exactly. miracle like guy. Like to think about – because Scott Frost, with what he did at UCF as a head coach, was much more – ballyhooed yeah. as a P5 head coaching candidate than Josh Heupel ever was. And to see how differently the trajectories have gone for those two men since they ascended to head coaching duty at UCF is remarkable. I don't even know what Scott Frost is doing. He's probably on a yacht somewhere right now or fishing in Wood River, Nebraska. Josh Heupel's making darn near $10 million a year as the head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers. And what he's done in just two seasons there is remarkable because it was a brutal situation that he stepped into when he took that job. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I remember talking about it at the time, stealing, wondering, gosh, how on earth is he going to crack it there? How on earth is he going to make this work? Because that, that program was in a dire state. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, he's done a tremendous job, no doubt. And, again, uh, I, I don't 
hear any bitterness there. And, you know, time heals all wounds, most of them. Now, again, there will always be a mule shoe scar. That one won't heal completely. But at the same time, over time, you look back on things and you kind of see how something went that way. You know, when I got fired my one time in the business, you know, I was asked to take a pay cut another time, and I decided I don't want to take the pay cut. I'd rather take severance. But I look back and said, you know, that was me. I was the idiot. I mean, you can't, you can't say that to your employer. And, um, but you, you live and learn, right? So anyway, I hope he gets a rousing ovation. I'm sure he will. There's no doubt about it when he comes back to Norman. The Sooner fans will give him a lot of love. That'll be a fun weekend. All right, uh, let's answer this one real quick right before we break from the 918, Sparker. Would you rather have Josh or Brent as head coach? I'm rolling with Brent. I love the defensive-minded coaches. I mean, look, um, I'll go with Brent. I mean, the first chapter of Brent's story at Oklahoma as the head coach was not good, clearly. I I like a lot of the things going on behind the scenes, how they're building the culture, but the on-field product was a huge disappointment in year one. Josh Heupel right now, red hot at Tennessee. The Tennessee fans love him. But I still I, I think this is the right way to go about building your uh, path to the SEC to compete and be tougher. And, uh, you know, I, I just think I, I, I would give the slight edge to Brent. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of people would say you're crazy right now because all they see is all they think about is six and seven and some of the uh, ridiculous football that was thrown out there last year. You know what Josh Heupel went in his first year at Tennessee, though? Seven and six. Yeah. So, so. anyway. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, 405 uh, 405-651-3439. Uh, Heupel isn't speaking to the media from Oklahoma during his press conference today. Well, I thought Eric Bailey asked a question, I thought, and Tyler Palmatier, Norman transcript alum, uh, asked him about coming back to Norman in the fall of uh, 2024. So there you go. All right, break time. More of your texts on the way. Keep it here. Steelman and Thune on the ref. Thursday edition, Steelman and Thune here in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. Normally, I would be out at Cavens Group on a Thursday, but we are uh, skipping this week because uh, Gary and the fam are on a little vacation. We'll be out there next Thursday. Cavens, big time. Emergency services, 24-7, 365 in uh, the Oklahoma City area, 405-573-3048-918-282-7612. Mold removal, emergency water extraction, structural drying uh, as well. Water testing for pollutants, uh, you know, fire, mold, water, whatever issue you have at your home or business, they'll get it taken care of for you. We have talked about program these numbers into your phone. Again, in the Norman, Oklahoma City area, I would just put Cabin's Emergency, 405-573-3048, or in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. That's 918-282-7612. All right, let's get as many texts in as we can. A lot more uh, Sooner football. Taylor Tatum tomorrow, 11 a.m., expected to announce his commitment to the University of Oklahoma, and that would be colossal. It looks like it's going to happen. Parker Thune, I can tell when Parker Thune is a little bit like, I'm kind of sure about something, but I, I see a look of total confidence on Parker Thune's face. 
not that much reason to doubt that Tatum's going to end up in Oklahoma's class right now, Steely. There just isn't. DeMarco Murray and Skip Johnson made a very strong pitch when Tatum was up for his official visit. Uh, the Sooners have kind of been able to sustain that momentum. It became pretty evident rather immediately after his OV that the Sooners were in the driver's seat. And from everything I've heard or uh, rather haven't heard, don't get the sense that USC has been able to turn the tides, as it were. So, like the Oklahoma. Skip Johnson better get some votes for the uh, Recruiter of the Month for July, right? At least he needs he's needed some consideration. Now, Emmett He'll Jones, be in consideration. Emmett Jones has gone crazy since uh, he joined the Sooner staff. Emmett Jones, by the way, did make an appearance on uh, Quarterback on Netflix when they had uh, – Patrick Mahomes back when he got his uh, name in the ring of honor there at uh, Texas Tech. And Emmett, Emmett Jones came over and you heard their conversation. It was kind of cool. But Emmett Jones has been a great hire for OU. Like, not just a home run, a grand slam. Like, almost Reggie Jackson in Detroit Tiger Stadium, nearly out of the ballpark. Uh, home run. Okay, 405-651-3439. Let's head back to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. From the 405, Heupel was not the reason we had a bad season in 2014. Josh got fired because Bob got his derriere handed to him by Brent's defense, and Bob felt Brent knew Josh's offense, so here comes the traitor mule shoe. And Josh goes on to be a big-time coach. Bob was wrong for firing him. I will say, like, it, and I've – I've seen this presented before on the text line when we've gotten to talking about Hypel. If there is one thing that some Sooner fans will knock Bob Stoops for, it is firing Josh Hypel. But at the time, man, I I don't know that you can really blame Stoops. That offense was not great. And granted, maybe it improves in 2015 because Baker Mayfield takes the reins. But, I mean... I. As much as it is trendy and popular to bag on Mule Shoe, let's call a spade a spade here. The seven seasons that he was at the command of Oklahoma's offense. The offense was better, no doubt. It was yeah. a prolific unit. Well, and look, you could say, well, look at the succession of quarterbacks. And, yeah, that's true. Like I said, sometimes you, you, uh, your accomplishments and your – uh, the things that you've done on the field is in direct correlation to the talent that you have. And Oklahoma wasn't as talented at quarterback, obviously, when Josh was here. But And I think Josh is a really good uh, offensive coach, and he's become a really good head coach so far at Tennessee in a tough conference. He's done a fantastic job. But I will say that Mule Shoe, I think, is a better offensive coordinator. I, I think Mule Shoe's pretty special as an O.C., uh, head coach, you know, remains to be seen if he can kick through, kick down that door and win a championship. But I've never said that can't coach offense. He's pretty creative. Pretty, uh, you know, I don't know. Is there anybody else in college football you'd take over him just when it comes to offense? I just don't like the Don't make the me answer. answer that question, Steely. You, sir, you're under oath. Remind you. I plead the fifth. No, geez. All right. I'd say I perjured yourself. Okay, but you did plead the fifth first, so you're good. 405-651-3439. But, uh, you know, I'm glad that Josh is doing a great job so far at Tennessee because um, he means a lot 
to the uh, the history of Sooner football. There's no doubt because they were in a deep dark valley, man. Before Bob got, you know, with you know, they brought me in under the wishbone, you know, to John Blake, who I love, John Blake. Um, but man, that that was a tough stretch. And then to come in and for Bob to win a national championship with Josh at QB, when Josh got up in front of the team and said, guys, I think we can win the whole thing. And guess what? They did. It was spectacular. 405-651-3439. I may misremember it, says a listener in the 405, but I felt like Stoops would not let Josh run the quarterback for the fear of injury, which hindered Josh. Am I wrong? Um, was that, he, that was the time that, uh, Trevor Knight almost got decapitated against Baylor, right? Yes. I believe that would have been, maybe that was part of it. Um, I don't know, you know, but you can help us out on the text line. Do you guys feel that way? By the way, shout out to Cody Thomas hit his first MLB home. That's run yesterday. right. You know, the, and the A's uniforms are still pretty sweet. Uh, I like that color <laughs> Nothing else about the A's is sweet no, right now, but those uniforms. No, but, uh, man, I thought the A's were the coolest team ever back in the day. The swinging A's back in the day with the mustaches and Vita Blue and Blue Moon Odom and Catfish Hunter. And that, those unis were just awesome. And, yeah, Cody Thomas, that was uh Started was a couple cool. games that season for yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, he did. Started the Samaj P. Ryan game against Kansas. That's right. Yeah. That's a good trivia question right there. Started against Tech, as I recall, too, in what was Patrick Mahomes' first year there at Tech. It was Cody Thomas versus Patrick Mahomes. How about that? All right. Got to get out of here for hour number one. Thanks to Tim Lasher, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. Another hour to go right here on The Ref. Yeah, we're talking. We are talking to you. Normally on a Thursday, I would be talking to you good people out there from uh, Cavens Group. Cavens Group, the best of what they do in the business. 13 years in the business now. They've given back nearly a half million dollars to the community. I'm talking about the last four and a half years. They give back. They invest in the community. What do they do? Emergency cleanup, water damage, fire damage, mold damage, damage to your structure, whether it's your home or your business. They are the best team to call. We've talked about programming these numbers into your phone. Uh, just put Cavens Emergency. That's what I would do. In uh, the Norman, Oklahoma City area, 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612. So if you ever have a disaster that comes your way, certainly we all pray that doesn't happen. But if it does, you've got those numbers ready to go. You need to give Cavins a call immediately. They will be there because they have the most crews and the best trained crews in the business. Cavins Group. Online at Cavins Group, C-A-V-I-N-S, CavinsGroup.com. We'll be back at Cavins with Gary. And the crew over there. And that will be happening. Duke the Wonder Dog hopefully will be there as well. That will be happening uh, next Thursday. All right, 405-651-3439. Uh, T-Bob Bear. Is that a real person? T-Bob Bear. That's Bobby Bear's son. Played no way. Played for uh, Les Miles. He was an offensive lineman. What does the T stand for? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can find that out. T-Bob Bear. Man, that's that's 
we know that it comes from the hillbilly family of names. Usually, if you have two first names, you know, Bill Boy Brian at Texas. Now, we've excused Joe John Finley. But, you know, Joe Tom Willis and, you know, usually if you have two first names, you are definitely driving a truck and listening to country music. Now, there's anything wrong with that. Although, you know, I saw there's a lot of talk because of the Jason Aldean thing, which I'm not getting into that. But I've always said the new country, the older country is much more, in my opinion, better than the newer country. I'm talking about the really new country. Like, I like some of Toby Keith stuff, but I love Waylon and Willie, Merle Haggard. You know, um, George Jones, Johnny Cash, that's real country. Nowadays, it seems like the formula is, I think there were the comedian, who's the comedian that said basically, all right, here's what we got to do. Let's, let's get some lyrics together. We've got to have a dirt road. We've got to have a cold beer. We've got to have a pickup and the American flag. Those four, we've got to get in there. And as long as we can get those four things mentioned, we're definitely going to hit with the uh, the audience we're trying to get to. Dirt road, cold beer, pickup, the American flag. Those must be in every new country song, pretty much. Anything else that needs to be in there? That about sums it up. Yeah. T-Bob. I just can't get over that. I need to know what the T stands for. T-Bob Hebert, uh was on with uh, everybody's favorite, Colin Cowherd, on his podcast. Oh, this ought to be fun. Yes, and uh, you don't actually hear Cowherd, I think, which is a good thing. But T-Bob Hebert, uh you know, tell us you don't know what you're talking about in less than 60 seconds when it comes to the Oklahoma program. Uh, here's T-Bob Hebert talking about the University of Oklahoma and the talk of culture. The only thing that makes me a little angry also on the Oklahoma Venables front He talks about needing to change the culture when he got there. The culture was 25 straight winning seasons, stacking six in a row Big 12 championships. The culture is one of the most successful football programs of all time that you took over. And like like you said, like and this is where I'd be really terrified if I'm an Oklahoma fan. Everything college football is about the head coach. He is your Roman politician general. He is the one that's going to decide the, the the fate of the country that you love so much. Look at what happened to Oklahoma when Lincoln Riley left, and look at what happened to USC when Lincoln Riley got there. That is an elite guy. T-Bob, that is not culture. Whatever you just described is not culture. It is not remotely close. And you're a moron. Thank you. Yes. In summation, look, the culture, again, is culture does not equal resume. He's talking about a resume. Resume does not equal culture. Mm -hmm. And again, this was the kind of change for Oklahoma to kick in the door and win a national championship, changing that culture. Because, you know, like I've said, you can go out and play the municipal golf course, right? That is the Big 12 and maybe have a hole or two that are pretty challenging. Or, but when you're going to play freaking Oakmont in the U.S. Open, you better be ready. And that's more of what we're talking about uh, in the SEC. So, again, do we know that Brent's deal is going to work as a head coach? We don't know yet. I still think it will last, you know. But, again, last year was pretty ugly, man. But I think they're going to take the next step. So, again, it it just – it's real easy to look back and see that – Oklahoma bullied this conference for a long time. T-Bag has zero clue, says Jesse G. So, all right, here's also what uh, T-Bob Bear said. 
about OU fans are kind of making excuses for Brent Venables right now. Oklahoma this offseason, they have a very good gymnastics program, and you can tell because fans have been doing a lot of mental gymnastics to try to explain why Brent Venables is a guy. Now, granted, again, to their credit, this is like they're they're kind of drowning right now, and they're desperate. They're looking to fight everybody. They're looking for something to latch onto. They've latched onto recruiting. You know, he's done well there. And so that's kind of their only comeback right now. But I'm with you, Kyle. He's supposed to be a defensive coach. Again, they have talent on the defense. Lincoln took offensive guys. He didn't take the defense. And they were dead last. And they, talk like they were awful, completely awful. They gave up more first downs than anyone in, 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 in the Power Five. So, I'm, I'm, look, I'm not a Brent Venables believer. They had talent, T-Bob? Where? Show me the talent. Well, and the thing is this, look, all those stats are accurate, but again, you're you're just skimming the surface there. Now, again, uh, the defense was horrible last year. There's no way around that. It was a hugely disappointing year. I, I think everybody was so excited for the defense to get better, kind of forgot about the guys who left, kind of forgot about, man, you've got to learn a new system, all of that stuff, lack of depth. But people were thinking, Brent's coming, we've got to have a defense. But it takes time. Um, and why wouldn't they be excited about recruiting? Because you just went six and seven and got a top five class in the country that's right up there, pretty close to the SEC heavyweights, Georgia and Alabama. So, yeah, of course they're going to be excited about that. But again, this day and age, you know what it's all about. Everybody's got a podcast, everybody's got a YouTube channel, everybody's got. You know, something to say. Nothing wrong with that, you know. But at the same time, what do you have to do a lot of times to even get recognized in this business now? Yell, scream, have the hottest take ever, wear some clown outfit, scream your head off. That's how you get recognized because you have to shout through a freaking bullhorn more than ever. Um, You know, particularly if you're new to be heard uh, with all the media outlets we have now. So he strikes me as that one kind of guy. From the 918, there's a reason Lincoln Riley only took offensive players. Defensive players were not good. Our defense was horrible the whole time Muleshoe was here. From the 479, the culture got more soft throughout Muleshoe's career at Oklahoma. Nick adds, we didn't have defense under Muleshoe. That's why he didn't take any. Jimmy from BA says, isn't T-Bob from LSU? Yes. I don't know where else he could be from. He uh, he played for Les Miles, Bobby Bear's son. I believe he was an offensive lineman at uh, LSU. T-Bob. T-Bob, yeah. And he went, he went by T-Bob in his collegiate days? Uh, yeah, I assume so. But, uh, you know, and he's got the whole kind of Cajun hillbilly thing going on, too. Because you got to have a little bit of an act these days, a lot of – so he's kind of playing that up. Okay, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Are you doing a deep dive into the- His full name yes. is Bobby Joseph Bear the third. So, like, is T-Bob, does that stand for third Bob? I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe somebody knows. So, we, you know, I just chummed the water there because I knew the sharks would come swimming quickly. Not that we have to chum a bunch, but <laughs> we just took a bucket of chum like Sheriff Brody and Jaws and started chumming, and the great white showed up immediately with the T-Bob A-Bear. Comments. Let's think about some of the luminaries that Oklahoma and Brent Venables inherited last season from Muleshoe. 
a linebacker that's now playing defensive end at the University of Houston. David Aguebu. A linebacker that's now playing in the USFL. Uh, who is that? Deshaun White. Oh, Deshaun White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Two defensive tackles that went undrafted. Mm-hmm. And Reggie Grimes. Reggie Grimes, man, he looked like uh, Lawrence Taylor in like the first three games of the year, and after that he looked not like Lawrence Taylor. At all. So, uh, so anyway. You can't talk reason into people with an agenda, though. <laughs> T-Bob, more like D-Bob. <laughs> From the 405, but Parker, weren't you all excited when those defensive players last year committed to us? You ranked them very high. I did it. First off, those were veteran defensive players you just described. Yes, I described the veterans, the guys that had been here. Yeah. Am I excited about the guys that committed last year? Absolutely. We haven't seen them on the football field yet at Oklahoma. And in fact, we've only seen Or is he talking about maybe you ranked previous classes that way? I have no idea. Like with Reggie Grant. I, I don't know. like Maybe we've, that's it. We've only seen bits and pieces of the 2022 recruiting class. But he did say defensive players last year committed to us. So, yeah, I, they did pretty well. The only uh, played uh, Jim in Arlington. Older reference lost on younger listeners, sir, but it's a good one. Played more Lawrence lines. Welk. But Reggie Grimes played more lines like Lawrence Welk. <laughs> Lawrence Welk was a great band leader, and I used to watch Lawrence Welk all the time at my mamaw's house because they used to watch Lawrence Welk quite a bit. So you had to. And we had, of course, back in my day, we had like four channels. That's it. And you had to get up, get off your ass and go change the TV. Turn a dial. Wow, what an inconvenience that, that must I have know. Been. It was unbelievable the things we had to do. Had to, can, can you go change the TV? Oh, are you kidding me? I got to walk 10 feet and change the TV? Jeez. From the 402, yeah, oh, you had talent on defense, but... Six starters weren't there in 2022. Five went to the NFL and one transferred to Stanford. Very good point. Patrick Fields, Stanford, right? Wasn't yep. it? And, uh, yeah. Delarian Turner Yell, mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas, Perion Winfrey, RIP. Nick Benito. Nick Benito. And uh, who are we forgetting? You said Isaiah Thomas. Brian Asamoah. There you go. Yeah. DTY was a heck of a player, too. All right. We're going to take a break right here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Jim from Arlington. Jim, uh, Jim's a good dude. Jim uh, is a funny texter, too. Very informed and funny. We like those. Can we make him a five-star texter? Jim from Arlington? If you prefer. Okay. Jim, you just earned your fifth star. Congratulations. Consensus five-star texter right there on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Break time right here. Coming back. Let's see. Who are we going to hear from? Oh, Sam Pittman did a Ham's beer commercial yesterday. We'll get into that when we get back, too, right here on The Ref. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you. Appreciate you being with us on this Thursday. We're going to get locked in at 2 o'clock. Always a great hour of radio. I want to thank Tyler McComas again uh, for uh, getting us some sound from Josh Heupel while we were on the air. You know, we're a team effort here, so we are. We get uh, we get sound for everybody because we're 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 a team. There are no egos here. I mean, maybe small, really small. You got to have a little bit of an ego, but none of those uh, Godzilla-sized, King Kong-sized egos walking around here. It's a team. It's a great culture here. 
Great culture. 405-651-3439. All right, so we, we remember last year, I can't remember which game it was, when Sam Pittman, uh, Sam Pittman's great, love it. But, you know, he was talking about, I think I'll have old Colbert. You know, I like old Colbert, not promoting it, but, you know. But so uh, yesterday at SEC Media Days, uh, somebody asked a question, teeing up a response for Sam Pittman. Here we go. Coach, we're going to go all the way in the back on the left-hand side, back corner. Coach, Rob Brown, Sideline Sports Memphis. You famously said coming off the field after a big Razorback win one time, how are you going to celebrate? I think I'm going to go home and have me a cold beer. Would that ever include a Ham's beer? I like an old Ham, old ham beer, but you burp a lot afterwards. Um, you seem like you got a good job, man. Kind of step it up a little bit. Um. <laughs> I like that. So, you know what I decided we could do? I, I don't think this is a great effort by any means, but uh, the old Ham's beer commercials are were, uh, very different. So let's try and insert Sam Pittman in a 1960s Ham's beer spot. I like an old ham, old ham beer. This is the land of sky blue waters, land of cool enchantment. Oh, the land of sky blue I like an old ham, old ham beer. Mmm, hams. Yes, from the land of sky blue waters to you comes hams. Hams. Mmm, hams. I like an old ham, old ham beer. Refreshing. Hits of lakes and sunset breezes. Hams of I like an old ham, old ham beer, but you burp a lot afterwards. Mmm, <laughs> hams. Mmm. You ever had a hams beer? I've never had a beer, Steely. You know, that's hams. right. You've never had a beer. But who am I asking? That's like asking Mr. Rogers, hey, man, you ever had a shot of tequila before? No. That's good for you, though. Good for you. You know why? Your body is your temple, and your temple right now is undefeated. Right? I don't know about undefeated, but I steward it as best I can. There you go. See, my temple has been destroyed on the inside. There's no doubt about it. Now, I I don't drink anymore. But at the same time, I'd rather drink tap water from Chernobyl than a Ham's beer (laughs) jerky sooner. Ham's beer, very popular at Skinny Slims. If you were a a fan of uh, soccer, the beautiful game, football, that kind of football, uh, you can go get a Ham's beer there pretty cheap. And uh, Guinness or Hams, usually the two most popular items there. Back when I used to watch a lot of Arsenal matches on Sunday, uh, it was a Hams and a Guinness. Okay, 405-651-3439, 405-651-34. I just asked Parker Thune if he'd ever had a Hams beer. I told you that I'm not much longer for the airwaves. Five years tops. Vegas says take the under. Because the brain is not processing things that well. Because I know that Parker is uh, a clean-cut All-American kid from Nebraska. He's drinking Olipops. He's not drinking freaking Ham's beer. 
like I said, Cherokee Sooner, that's a good line. I think we you you got your fifth star too today. By the way, you know what today is? Today is it's is it free imp- tea day at McAllister's. So you swing by McAllister's the deli. Lately, you're talking about yeah. yeah. You can get a free sweet tea. Hmm. Will I be stopping by McAllister's later? Yes, I will. I'm I'm coming up on the one year anniversary of my salvation, and by salvation I mean my conversion to sweet tea. Well, you're just getting SEC ready. I mean, sweet tea is very big in the SEC, and it's always been kind of an Oklahoma thing to a certain extent. I mean, I grew up on uh, sweet tea. It's probably why I got type 2 diabetes. I liked Hostess and Little Debbie products and sweet tea growing up. And regular Coke, of course. So I was just, it was a sugar rush every single day. Okay, 405-651-3439. Let's get back to A the- listener, in all caps from the 405, says, Holy crap, never had a beer? Shouldn't it be a prerequisite to be in sports talk radio? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. A listener in the 319 says, Sweet tea has so much sugar in it, it's awful for you. Yes, I know. It's a luxury that I allow myself Moderation, every now and again. right? Yes. It's all about the moderation. Everything in moderation. How about a Schlitz? The worst name beer ever. You like an ice cold Schlitz? <laughs> what did she just say? Would you like an ice cold Schlitz? Is Schlitz still around? Just saying Schlitz is very difficult. We once had our the late great Dan Lutz. We did a parody commercial with him doing a commercial for Schlitz because he couldn't say it. So. You would have loved Dan Lutz when I was at the Animal. Dan was one of the best. Uh, he had uh, several palsy, but he was but he was the hardest worker, a funny guy, quick wit, prepared, and but Dan was always making fun of himself, and uh, he always enjoyed doing a good parody. I can still hear Dan Lutz during doing the uh, Schlitz commercial where he couldn't stop laughing because he couldn't say Schlitz. So anyway. Ice cold Olipop sweet tea, says Jim in Arlington. Olipop sweet tea is not a thing. Not yet a thing, at least. Working on the higher-ups to make it a thing. But, uh, <laughs> Sooner Todd says, if I had Parker's job, I'd be drunk every day. <laughs> Smiley from the 580 says, I drank some moonshine from West Virginia this Saturday night, and my daughter had to come get me and got car sick. Not my greatest moment. Real West Virginia moonshine, not that new commercial moonshine. You're talking about from the still, right? West Virginia, uh, would it be considered the moonshine state? It, it would have to be, right? I mean, I'm sure there are other states that are strong into moonshine, but I would say that West Virginia might be the national champion of moonshine production. Paul says, you got to cut the sweet tea, half sweet, half unsweet. It's a game changer. Yeah, I've done that on occasion. Probably need to lean in that direction more so than just doing straight-up sweet tea. Now, can you but do just a uh, Splenda in there? A Splenda? Like a Splenda or whatever, sweet and low or whatever. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Or the fake sugar is bad for you, too. Yeah, now, it's going right? to give me cancer, Steely. I don't want cancer. Mm-hmm. Pastor Andy from BA says, I think T-Bob must have plenty of the hams beer before he made those stupid comments. You know, 
like I said, here's the deal is if you come after the OU football program, and look, I mean, six and seven in Oklahoma, you're going to have, you know, some uh, missiles fired in your direction that aren't very positive. Uh, you know, it was a horrible season for OU. Uh, OU should never go six and seven. But also because the OU fans engage and fight back so much, and look, most fan bases do of a blue blood program, but the Sooner fans come out, man, they're like, you know, Flies at a picnic or whatever, uh, ants at a picnic. Flies go on a rib roast, don't they? Yeah, I think that's it. But um, they're going to get engagements. They're going to get engagement. And look, I'm not – I'm a low-down, dirty scumbag too, some of that, because I will throw those out for engagement too because I want to see you guys' reaction, and I also want to see some of your funny responses. So, you know, hand up, pleading guilty myself here. Steel man, walking tall – Took out the moonshine stills in Tennessee. Was that Buford T. Pusser back in the day? Now, I'm talking about the real walking tall with uh, Joe Don Baker as Buford Pusser. When he had, he, Buford Pusser was in a body cast, man, but he still kept fighting. Michael from OKC says, I'd rather drink the spillage remnants from the floor mats behind the bar at the old Mr. Bill's in Norman <laughs> than drink a ham's. <laughs> Oh, Tyler from Kellyville says, Parker converted to Sweet Tea. Next year, he'll be dabbling in the bush light. Yeah, it's within the realm of possibility. I doubt Get ready it. to eat boiled peanuts. There you go. All right, we got a break. 405-651. What beer would Mule Shoe drink? Ah, five-star Randy. That's a pretty good one right there. Uh, yeah, you guys can invent a beer, a Mule Shoe beer. What beer would Mule Shoe drink? All right, there you go. Five Star Randy is asking that question. 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Quick open championship update when we get back. And new news on the NIL. We'll talk about that next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, we are back. Good to have you with us. Going to the text line here in a second, 405-651-3439. That it would be the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 405-651-3439. The one, the only, Dr. Bellardo makes it uh, very possible and uh, guarantees that I can see these small golf course, uh, golf uh, scores from the uh, Open Championship very uh, clearly. I almost said very clearly. That's something else. <laughs> yeah, don't want to go there. what Staley said? I mean, I couldn't believe my ears. Anyway, if you want to get rid of your reading glasses, if you're farsighted, nearsighted, you need to call up Dr. Bellardo. He's got a great team over there at the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center, 405-755-7700. Get your free consultation from Dr. B himself or go online to alcok.com. And uh, see if you qualify for lens replacement or cataract surgery. They will do a great job for you, all right? I think the average age is around 43, so if you're farsighted, nearsighted, they can fix that for you. 405-755-7700 for your free consultation from Dr. Bellardo and the professional staff there at the Advanced Laser Center and Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Again, ALCOK.com. As they always say, If you want to see far, you want to see near as well, you got to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. All right, real quick, from the uh, Open Championship, Christo Lamprecht, the amateur from Georgia who did win the English Amateur recently, so he's uh, played pretty well, obviously, over there. 
uh, is tied with Tommy Fleetwood and Emiliano Grillo at five under par. They are all in the clubhouse with rounds of 66. So there you go. Other scores to tell you about. Rory through 15 holes is at even par. John Rahm through 15 holes, one over par. Phil Mickelson through 14 holes is at two over par. Other scores of notes. These are scores. Uh, they've completed their rounds. Ricky Fowler plus one, a round of 72. Brooks Kepka one under par. Wyndham Clark, your U.S. Open champion, former Oklahoma State Cowboy, three under par. All these rounds have concluded. Jordan Spieth, two under par. Patrick Reed at one under par. Scotty Scheffler fired a one under a round of 70. Cam Smith at plus one, the defending Open champion. Taylor Gooch, who's been one of the hottest golfers on the planet, fired a 73 today. That's two over par. Abraham Answer, former Oklahoma Sooner, uh, one over par round of 72, tied 49th. Victor Hovland is at one under through 16, the former Oklahoma State Cowboy. And uh, Alex Noren, former OSU Cowboy, with a great round, tied for seventh right now. Uh, a couple of Cowboys with Wyndham Clark, again, was at Oklahoma State for a while. Uh, Wyndham Clark and Alex Noren, both with three under par, 68 today over at Royal Liverpool. Uh, some good winners, man, there. Tiger won there. Rory won there. Walter Hagen won there. Bobby Jones won there. So it'll be interesting to see who uh, has the claret jug in hand coming up uh, Sunday. Okay, 405. 405- 651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We've taken the pulse of the text line and have determined that Mule Shoe drinks Zimas. Really? <laughs> you know who loves Zima? Shay, my wife. Really? Well, she used to. She hardly drinks anymore. She may drink a little bit of wine here and there, but very rarely. But I know she was excited one time to see Zima, and I still think we have like two six-packs of Zima sitting out uh, in the mudroom that are still there. So if you want them to sh- us to ship those out to SoCal, we can do that. Another listener said, Mule, she doesn't drink beer. He drinks Fresca and Tab. I haven't seen Tab in stores in like 15 years. Does it still exist? I don't know that it does. You used to could get some at like Wright's IGA and Norman for a while. I think they still carried Tab. Um, but it, I, I don't think tab exists, does it? I mean, maybe it does somewhere else, but I haven't seen a tab in a long time. I haven't had Fresca since I was probably five years old. That was the only soda I could drink when I was a small child. That is the beverage of choice for Judge Schmales and Caddyshack when he offered one to Danny Noonan back in the day, right? <laughs> oh, man. Uh Coke discontinued tabs as a listener in the 310, so no more tab. Uh, He drinks Zima with a shot of grenadine, (laughs) referring to Mule Shoe. Or with a passion fruit jolly jolly (laughs) rancher. That's right. Didn't they? They did do that, right? With the uh, Zima, they'd put the jolly rancher in there. Man, I, I. Back in the day, as like I said, growing up on my sugar diet. Jolly Ranchers. We used to get the Jolly Rancher sticks back in the day. Not, not these little bitty wimpy little candies. We had the the stick of Jolly Rancher. Really? That if was a got, thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. The are watermelon we like or one the of those, apple. Like, are you talking like one of those things that looks like a long tootsie roll? It was. Like, they were about yay big. Okay. Uh, you know, yay is a form that's that's a measurement. Yay big, and the, it was just like you get a hunk of pure sugar, pretty much. Jesse G agrees. He says Mule Shoe definitely puts a watermelon Jolly Rancher in his Zima. 
Sugar Shane in Newcastle says Mule Shoe drinks watered down Shasta. Uh, <laughs> Zima is too manly for Mule Shoe. He likes wine coolers. Uh, uh, li this listener in the 405 says T Bob is obviously related to T Bo. His B stands for Bayou instead of West. Ah, there you go. I like that. Pretty good. TB on the Bayou. Pretty, pretty good. 405. 651-3439. Sooner Soldier says size of a small comb. Is that a, is that what yay big means? The size of a small comb? Yes, that's a good, that's excellent. Yes, that's an excellent measurement there. So uh, who is this? Somebody said from the 918, how about an RC Cola and a, knee high, a grape knee high? Well, the grape knee high was uh, Radar O'Reilly's drink on MASH. And an RC Cola pairs well with a good moon pie. Now you can moon get, pie. That's right. If you really want to get rid of, are you speaking from experience here? I haven't had a moon pie in years, but I always hear that an RC cola pairs well with a moon pie. Now you want to get SEC ready. That would probably be another way to do it: an RC cola and a moon pie. A moon pie sounds pretty good. Does anybody? Oh I haven't had a moon pie in a long oh time. Oh boy, here we I go. I need to stop and get a freaking. There's no way to find an RC cola. I wouldn't think. You know, another solid beverage, unless you went up to, like, Pops in Arcadia. Uh, ah, Pops. I need to stop and get a Big Red, too. Those were big when I was a kid. Did, did you have a Big Red? I, you I, had, I'm sure I've had a Big Red sometime in my day, but I, something that red does not really appeal to me. Like, I don't know what this is colored with, but I know it's probably going to give me cancer. You know what? I'm line. going down with a smile on my face. And if you or a loved one have been diagnosed with mesothelioma. I'm going down in sugar heaven. Uh, you know what? You can either last to like you're 85 and be sitting in the rest home eating your peaches and everything. I'm going to go out sooner than that. Pardon the pun. I will have a smile on my face with the crumbs of a moon pie surrounding me. Sounds good. I'm going to have to go get one of those. The Mike Steely diet is not for everybody. But it makes you happy for a Is while. it for anybody other than Mike Steely? <laughs> no. They sell RC Cola at Crest. Come on, Steely. I, what do you, what do you, I, I don't go to the grocery store. The commoners go to the grocery store. Come on. I have people. No, I'm, I just haven't looked. So they do? Like... I don't want like a 32-ounce bottle. I want a can. You know, I don't want one of those big things. I need the can for RC Cola. Okay. Justin and Kawita asked, you ever had cheer wine, Steely? I'm not sure what – I don't know what – I have had cheer wine. Bass Pro sells the real moon pies. <laughs> uh, you can put the moon pie. We were talking about words you need to put in a successful country song. Moon pie might go in there. We had dirt road, cold beer, pickup truck uh american flag soldiers you could put a moon pie in there too and that that would be a a good keyword to have in a cherokee new sooner song. newly crowned five-star texter says crumbs of a moon pie sounds like the opening act for ted roof and the three man front <laughs> i like that that's really good Crumbs of a moon. Please welcome epic recording artist Crumbs of a Moon Pie. With special guest Michael Eugene Steele. You know, there's going to be some banjo picking going on with Crumbs from a Moon Pie, right? No doubt about it. They're going to start up. It's not going to be like an electric guitar start, you know. It's going to be, there's going to be a couple notes on a banjo to get you started. 
You can still get the RC and the Big Red at Walmart. Probably the Moon Pies, too. I I think I've seen some Moon Pies at, like, 7-Eleven and stuff. I think the Moon Pies still hang around. I don't know if they sell out or not. But listener in the 214 said, Mike and the Moon Pies is a good Red Dirt band. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, anyway, I remember as kids, though, we were just – the big deal, if you're my age and you were going on a road trip and we would go to uh, the Metropolis and go see my Uncle Levi in the Metropolis of Arcoma, which is on, of course, the border of Arkansas and Oklahoma. But on those road trips, wherever we went on a road trip, we were always begging my parents, can we stop and get it? You know, something to drink. And it was a big deal to get a Mountain Dew or a Big Red or some sugary drink and some candy. So that's where it all started. My parents, they didn't let us make every stop, but we usually got one stop. If it was a long trip, we might get two. But just to go out and be able to get, like, a, a beverage and some candy was, like, the greatest thing ever. Oh, my God, we're stopping. Yes. You know. We got a listener that said, back in 94, my daughter dropped a spree in her big red. Uh, in her big red. It was instant volcano in the backseat of our car. <laughs> Might as well add that to the ensemble, Big Red and the Instant Volcano. There you go. That's another good one. Uh, But, again, they're only opening for Ted Roof in the three-man front. All right, let's break right here. Good stuff on the text line, as usual. You can tell, ladies and gentlemen, it's July 20th, right? Can football just get here? Just get here. August 3rd, the Sooners will begin fall workouts. I believe that's a Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. I believe. All right. Stay with us. Coming back. One more award-winning segment next right here on The Ref. All right. Welcome back. We have one more segment before we get locked in at 2 o'clock. A little Daft Punk there. Random Access Memories was a a very good album. I remember (laughs) in the not-so-early days of Twitter, but a long time. What was Random Access Memories, like 2014 or something? They won a Grammy. I can't believe I just saw two guys in motorcycle helmets walking up to win a Grammy award. That was Daft Punk. Okay, 405-651-3439. This Friday night. Who did that song? This Friday Was that uh, somebody did that? If anyone would know, Steely, it's you. No, but this is like a newer song. But I'm talking about this Friday night at Riverwind. Big time. Collective Soul Concert coming up this Friday night. All right? We also have drawings happening Friday and Saturday in the 60K Double Play and Double Winnings promotion. Both Friday and Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Be thinking about 7 p.m. And be thinking about if you can get out there, play with your wild card to get as many entries as you can before then. But Friday night. Saturday night, 7 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. They're going to award two winners every 30 minutes in a random drawing, uh, $400 in cash or $400 in bonus play. Also, both Friday and Saturday night, just before midnight, two grand prize winners are also going to be called out to receive $1,000 in cash or $1,000 in bonus play. Plus, they get to claim any of the unclaimed cash from the preliminary drawing. So get out there Friday night, Saturday night. Preliminary drawing, 7 to 11.30. You can hear your name called. Win some money or some bonus play. $400 cash, $400 bonus play. And then Friday and Saturday night, also just before midnight, the grand prize winners are going to get at least $1,000 in cash or $1,000 in bonus play. And, again, big show, very big show. Sound like uh, Ed Sullivan back in the day. Collective Soul 
coming up this Friday night. And then the next Friday night, July 28, Josh Turner will also be at the Showplace Theater. Some great shows at the Showplace are on the way. Gabriel Iglesias, Dwight Yoakam, Counting Crows, REO Speedwagon, Chicago. They recently announced uh, Joe Nichols and Tyler Farr. You've also got Foreigner. A couple of shows for Rodney Carrington, Aaron Lewis, Flatland Cavalry, Lee Bryce, Boys to Men. Get your tickets online at riverwind.com, or you can get, uh, get those tickets again at the Showplace Theater. We also have one more Beats and Bites show, Gary Allen on the Coupel Works Beats and Bites stage, August 26th. And again, uh, remember tickets to the Beats and Bites outdoor shows are only 10 bucks a piece. Kids under 12 get in free. All right, what else do we have? 405-651-3439. Tracy Bird beat us, has the uh, lyric in the in Lifestyles of the Not-So-Rich and Famous, has the lyric, RC Cola and a Moon Pie. See, I've heard, I've known that for a long time too. I, you know, who I bet who had has had an RC cola and a moon pie back in the day, Barry by God Switzer. I will almost guarantee you that Coach Switzer at some point paired a moon pie with an RC cola. Coach Switzer, if you're listening, we need you to jump on the phone line right now and let us know four zero five three two nine nine thousand. I the Riverwind Casino jackpot. I line. would guarantee you that at some point. Barry Switzer has had an RC Cola and a Moon Pie together. It's a great pairing. It's a like pairing a you know great cuisine with a great wine. It's a great junk food junky soda pairing. 405-651-3439. From the 918. I'm at a Walmart in Tulsa. Attached is a photo. Of moon pies. There you go. Yes. We want the original chocolate. None of this, you know, vanilla, strawberry, the original chocolate moon pie with the RC Cola. Dad is having the best hillbilly, one of the best eating and drinking hillbilly experiences uh, that doesn't involve alcohol or something else right there. Never in my life have I had a moon pie. They're kind of marshmallowy good. Really? Yes, you should try one. I can bring you one. Well, I'll be at Riverwind. Florida Sooner says, back in my working days, the closest thing was a 7-Eleven. I had many Big Gulps, Moon Pies, and Slim Jims for lunch. Slim Jims were a big thing back when I was growing up, too. We used to like those quite a bit. I still have leftover beef jerky from the Big 12 media days. Now they give out free Old Trapper beef jerky. Do they really? Hmm. Yeah. It's because it's the title sponsor of Big 12 media days, so... They're just handing out bags. There grab you go. Grab some teriyaki, grab some pepper, and you're eating jerky for two straight days. Try cottage cheese and ketchup. It's amazing. Oh, true. No, no, no. What, what is he saying? Cottage cheese and ketchup? Yes. See, cottage cheese just the – I can tell I'm not going to like it because it just the, – the texture of the cottage cheese – looks wrong it looks it just looks like it looks wrong i'm just saying i will say the only reason me and my family have ever purchased cottage cheese is to make pancakes you ever had cottage cheese pancakes i have not they're fantastic really yes hmm. okay i would only try, thing cottage cheese is good for i would try that we my family we were peanut butter on pancakes people. yes us too oh my gosh and i'm telling you peanut butter and Pancakes. I can't eat them any other way. I mean, they're awesome. They are awesome. And if I go to Denny's or wherever, if I can get peanut butter there, put on the pancakes, I'm putting some peanut butter on the pancakes. It's a life changer. I thought we were the only ones that did that. 
I'm glad to know it's not just a weird Nebraska thing. No, it, I, we almost thought that's the way you had to eat them in my family because it was all everybody put the peanut butter on their pancakes. Okay, uh, true. I, you know, I, I I respect you, true, but I don't think I could do the cottage cheese and ketchup unless I was being tortured somewhere, and they made me eat it. That would be the only way. I don't know. I might rather be waterboarded than that. Cottage cheese and ketchup might be the worst option. This sounds like to me. Okay, we got to get out of here. Thank you, Dr. Bellardo and the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Thank you, the one and only, simply the best, Riverwind Casino Collective Soul at the Showplace Theater Friday. Everybody have a great Thursday. We'll see you.